0: build the best football team in the SEC Conference. We're going to build the best football program in the SEC Conference. You have now
1: arrived at Stadium and Field. it's been Have now arrived at stadium and jail. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk.
2: It's Dan. Dan Delatorre.
1: Same corner, same time, and all kinds of weather, fellas. Week one has uh, passed us by. Uh, how are you guys feeling today? Mm.
0: I felt mm. better. Mm. Spiritually, physically, mentally,
1: <laughs>
0: struggle a little bit. Brooke's birthday's tomorrow. So we we're had,
2: low in the Thompson House. Yeah.
0: I beat yeah. yeah, yeah. So the game was Thursday. Went out for that. Did uh did a DJ event Friday night, two friends, met some Stadium and Gale fans. Shout mm-hmm. out to them. Uh nice. up late there. Went out Saturday. Went out Sunday. I am on. I, I'm struggling, boys. Today games. is not my, my days.
2: Mm-hmm. Some days you're the hammer, some days you're the nail. Right. Yeah. Some days you're the pigeon, some days you're the statue.
0: Yeah. Some days Big you're the bear and sometimes the, the times sometimes the bear gets you. That's, you know, it is what it is. So, but we we're, we're doing well. How's everybody's weekend?
1: I oh, man, the weekend the weekend was actually splendid, man. Thursday was another another thing, but uh <laughs> the weekend was beautiful, man. Um fall is participating a little bit down here in South Florida this year. So, nice breeze. Uh, humidity is is escaping me a little bit, so went outside, did some nature walks. College football is back. A lot of good games this weekend. Uh, just locked in, man. Had a good time. My son had a, another football game. They got their first win of the season, so they're one and one. Uh, so shout out to the uh, the Riviera Beach Chargers. But outside of that, man, not not a whole lot going on. It's football.
2: It makes me think of like Arnold Schwarzenegger with his gold charges. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Nick, how was utah enjoyed utah man salt lake uh weird spot not like portland weird um just not a lot of people uh it's kind of spread out looks like there was a lot of money in the 70s and 80s and they built a bunch of buildings because it's like a weird older style yeah uh there's only 200,000 people i thought salt lake city was going to be was going to be huge um in terms of people and busy and it wasn't um Weird game day atmosphere, uh, kind of spread out, not a lot of partying. I guess I should have expected that in the state of Utah. Um, but drove down to Provo, saw BYU. Provo is beautiful. Um, they have one of the best backdrops of any college baseball stadium. Tweeted a couple pictures of that. Uh, and went out to park city. I think me and the wife were planning on, uh, maybe a January ski trip. We usually go to like Breckenridge or somewhere in Colorado, might switch it up and go to park city. Um, really enjoyed it out there.
0: Um,
2: the altitude was just suffocating. Really, I'll tell you that. Um,
0: I um, I've been to Park City a few times to go skiing. It is a, a great mountain. It is a a tougher mountain, so just make sure you're you're ready for that. Lots of uh, lots of blues, blacks, double blacks. I uh, saw Dan Mullen there last year. Mm. I'm not sure if you guys remember uh, that story. He was out and about on what would be the first of Thousands of vacations he has since taken since leaving Gainesville. Uh, the Park City Or, or awesome while he was place. in Gainesville. Yeah, or in Gainesville. Um, you know, but uh, Park City's awesome. Park City's awesome. Man, I'm glad yeah, you had a everyone, good time. Everyone
2: out there was really nice. Uh, you know, they've got some Southern hospitality vibes uh, out there in the West. But uh, beautiful scenery. Um, just really, really beautiful scenery. Um, cool little stadium. Little ass stadium, as uh, some Florida Gators would, yep. would call it, but nice stadium, really friendly people, um, enjoyed the trip, and uh, got got a little hiking done, a little miniature Very hiking, cool. saw some waterfalls, um, it was all good, all good trip, other than uh, some pretty terrible showing yeah, on the, nope. uh, on the football field. Nope.
0: We'll, uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, sure. if, you're wa- if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the like button. Uh, please share it. Do all that kind of fun stuff. That helps us and the algorithms comment. Do all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, we're, we're, we're here to chat as a family. Uh, we're not going to freak out either. Uh, I know a lot of people said we lied to them. We lied to mm. ourselves. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, we are fans uh, we are going to have a good conversation. We are going to talk about areas of opportunity and uh, and hope that next week is a little bit better and in week after week. but uh, can't can't always cry about the spilt milk. But before we get into the show today, we want to give a shout out to our friends at the Gataverse. Go check them out. Gataverse g a t a v e r s e. .iogateverse.io go support our NIL uh, as a university uh Trevor ETN uh is uh, has a card assigned card they're doing an autograph special there to support him and then a number of other athletes including the volleyball team the volleyball team is 5 and 0 right now Two big top ten upsets, or uh, top ten, yeah, upsets this weekend. Uh, so go support Gatorverse, Gatorverse.io, and go support University of Florida Gator athletes. All right, gentlemen. Uh, big news, uh, obviously from the week, or from Thursday night. Oh, Gator- real quick before we yeah. get into that, Dan.
2: Everyone that uh, came up to me in Salt Lake City said you listen to the pod, love the show. Appreciate you guys. Always appreciate uh, hearing people that listen to the show and, and chopping it up with you guys when we're out
0: onto the Absolutely. game. Absolutely, and, and I think all three of us will be in Gainesville for the Tennessee game. Uh, not yes, this sir. Weekend, but next week's end. So, so please, we will let you guys know where we're at, uh, everything else. I know Silk's doing a, a, a vlog. I know that we'll be out and about. Uh, maybe saying goodbye to Balls and, and Salty for the final time. Yeah. Who knows? But, uh, but we'll be out there. Uh, but uh but we will be out there for the Tennessee game more details to come so uh, Gators do lose in Salt Lake City 24 uh, 11 in a game that honestly at times didn't even feel that close at times felt much closer just kind of a an odd game uh just poorly coached poorly managed a lot of bad penalties a lot of just shooting yourself in the foot uh gentlemen before we get into the game itself uh overall thoughts just give me your uh, just spitball here
1: uh quick spitballing man just bro uh just you know you waited nine months for that right uh just underwhelming you know uh let down just, just from a, a, a organization standpoint, we're going to lose some football games. You know, it's, it's a battle and we're, we're in like a rebuild mode. So we're going to lose football games, but uh, we want to see improvement from year one and year two. And I understand that there's been a roster flip with young, but uh, just a very unorganized. Uh, I spoke all offseason about special teams, you know, seeing it's just monitoring that. I seen there's some progress there. And and I didn't see any progress. I don't think any of us seen any progress in in that manner. So, just disappointed in the unorganization. Because you know we're gonna lose some football games, but embarrassingly losing them. Um, And I and I do think that was a winnable win. I don't think we lied a lot. I think I've seen some talented guys. Uh, We're gonna we're gonna break down the conversation here and talk about you know um, offensive play calling and you know targets who should be getting you know what snaps. And it's all game one, so it's all relative. But um, I didn't I didn't see a team that was out talented at all. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we got some guys. Um the the energy could shift a little bit when it pertains to, you know what I'm saying? My front seven, I did lie about a little bit, Run right? uh-huh. Not front seven, front four. I lied about a little bit. Um, uh, but I seen some sparks from the young boys, Kebby Collins, um, mm-hmm. TJ Cersei. Yeah, those guys were just getting off doing what they had to do. Um I see a lot. Of, I see a lot of potential there. Devin Moore needs to be a starter, but not mm-hmm. mad at my corners. Uh, safety play could have been a little bit better, but overall the defense was 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 okay for game one. You mm-hmm. know they kind of settled down. They was put into some bad positions. Um, overall, uh, it could have been an uglier game. They missed Utah missed some opportunities uh, on some deep passes as well that could have broke the game open a little bit more. But overall, the defense settled in and gave us opportunity to win. Oh, Graham Mertz was was better than I thought he would be when we first signed him. Mm-hmm. But he can't be throwing 45 passes a game. Uh When I seen Anthony, Richard, Anthony Richardson do it last year, I was a little thrown back on what Billy's philosophy was going to be in Gainesville. Um, when he first got the job here, we all were saying that he may be a 60-40 runner. We haven't seen that yet. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I ended last show saying run the damn ball. And we still not running the damn ball like that. And I understand we got offensive line issues. But the first half, we were getting five a pop. There was still no dedication to trying to get off in the run game, even when we was getting five a pop in the first half, uh, if you take out the sacks. So, yeah, man, it was just a frustrating game to watch. Uh, Every time we seemed like we got a break, we we would make a mistake in the special teams department. At crucial times, it was very crucial moments in the game when you're sending two players out on the field the same number, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just super frustrating from that standpoint. Yeah. I mean, shank and punt, you know, we yeah, complain sure. about not having a special teams coach, and then you see a boatload of special team errors. You know, it's like yeah, that's something we got to fix ASAP. Mm-hmm. That's overall. I could I could rant all day, and I do want to get into some good things. But overall, I've seen some sparks, and I've seen some good things. But the organization, left a sour taste in my mouth for sure.
0: Yeah. Fielding points, had all- the five. All off agree. season, I, that's
1: it, freshman it, mistakes that need to be taught, though. Like, I know right. usually Gene Wilson, just itching to make a play, and sometimes young boys would do that, but you cannot in a game like that. You know, you got to get you got to flip the field somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but anywho, go ahead. I'm sorry, Nick.
2: Uh, all off season, it's the, the operations better. It's not just year two for the players, it's year two for the coaches. Mm-hmm. It looked like game two that looked like a yeah. team that was in the first week of spring practice mm-hmm. with three illegal formations. Multiple false starts, I think three of them in the game. Special teams, miscues. I went back and I was calling out special teams as early as the Tennessee game last year. Yeah. So this isn't a new issue on special teams. Um, Do you need a new special teams coach? I think I said that last year. But do you need another analyst or do you need to move your staff around? Because you've got 10 guys on staff. So you'd have to fire somebody to bring somebody in to coach a position and then also coach special teams. I don't know if that's the issue. I see a lot of people saying play calling, but like the offensive line got bullied yeah. for sixty minutes. Florida couldn't. The run play it call off.
1: still was atrocious, man. That shovel well, pass well, to to the tight end, I, <laughs> I almost. Don't, I don't mind. In the I don't pool. mind the
2: shovel pass. I think it's a cute play call. If it works, you're thinking it's great. But to him, personnel and play call. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. That's not the. Tight end, I'm doing it too. Hey, can I get Arles Boardingham in? Ooh. Um, can I get this to, to Livingston? Um, I'm not I'm not shovel passing th- you've got seven tight ends, and I think that would be the sixth option that I would have used the shovel pass too I don't mind the play call, but I don't love the personnel that you're using for that play call. Right. But I think I think when you look at it, Florida's throwing like 12, 13, 14 screen passes, in my opinion, that's because you can't run the ball. It looked like to mm-hmm. me, being a Dolphin fan, watching the dolphins play against the patriots when they had tom brady and they couldn't run the ball they would use those quick passes shovel passes screens as an extension of their running game so mm. florida wants to run the ball they can what's our what's our how do we change our philosophy because we still need to have some sort of presence in the running game and we're not pass protecting that well either let's get the ball out quickly into the flats try to get some speed and space um so to me it wasn't like everyone's hammering the play calling is the play calling Good. Am I excited about it? No, but I think there's a reason why Florida called the plays the way they did. It's because the offensive line was just sunned for an yeah. entire for an entire evening in Salt Lake.
0: Right. Yeah, no, uh, just a, a really bad, probably one of the worst offensive line performances in recent history. And that's saying a lot because we've seen some bad offensive line play. Um, Damian George struggled. Jake Slaughter struggled. Austin Barber struggled. Uh, There's a lot of people from from right to left that that struggled in that game. They could not figure out how to run block for 60 minutes. Like you guys said, it was just a, a bad overall Performance. Um, let's let's start and we'll break this down kind of position by position because it, it's not all bad. I don't think that the season's completely lost. I think that you know, you take out some of those penalties, you take out some of those miscues that the turnover that you know went right through Ricky Pearsall's hands, uh, where they go and score. There, there was a couple of different plays that were deciding factors in 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 this game overall. So there is still some positives. I don't want to negate those. So let's start with Graham Mertz. Uh, I think it's easiest way to start. Um, Overall goes 31 of 44, 333 yards, one interception, one touchdown. Um, PFF gave him a 71.5 passing. Um, But uh, what'd you guys think of, of Graham Mertz?
1: I, I thought he was solid for, for what we need him to be. He made some good throws. He made some, some errant throws as well. Um, not going to play perfect. The interception was it was more of a timing thing. Um, yeah. You could debate whether he should come down with that or not, if it was thrown too early. Uh, but overall, I just think we're asking him to do too much. You know, uh, we w- my expectations, and I said this all season, was run the ball, play action off of that and if we get the guy that we saw yesterday if we are if we do have a solid run game we'll play actually off of what we saw Saturday that he will be more than good for us uh, I do want to see a stretch to fill a little bit more uh, we we just need better separation um i've seen some play he got some playmakers at wide receiver tight end but it's just the personnel that's in some sometimes we can shrink this down to maybe four or five uh, wide receivers that got buckets. Like, Burks looked good. Caleb Douglas looked good. We know who Ricky Pearsall is. Eugene Wilson, every time he touched the ball, like, just feed those guys. I understand we're saying, like, what the offensive line couldn't do, but every time Trey Wilson touched the ball, he got buckets. Yeah. So keep getting in the ball until they stop it. And that's more of my frustration was not not just the play calling. It was, like, feed the people that are eating. You know, I think some of it we were just trying to force feed. Um guys that, that just didn't need to get force fed. Yeah. And, you know, if you watch the Urban Meyer days, bro, when they couldn't stop Percy and Percy was hot, you just keep feeding Percy until they figure that shit out. And mm-hmm. I think you was that. Feed the hot shooter. So mm-hmm. I think Graham Merce was, was in, in good command. He was better than I thought he would be. I'm just keeping it a bean. Um I thought he handled adversity well. He was getting smashed. You know, like I know he woke up with migraines and headaches and body aches. So we didn't protect him well. Um, He got hit a lot. He got hit a ton. We got him scoring opportunities in offensive lines, making mistakes several times. We left a lot of points on the field early in the game. You can't do that on the road. But outside of that, Graham Mertz was was solid, more than solid. He's not an incompetent quarterback. Uh, I think we're going to be okay there. It's with everything around him. I think the players around him let him down a little bit.
0: Yeah. Nick, let me just run through a couple things here. Uh, Gators threw eight screen passes uh, in this game against Utah through 12 all of last year. Um, Some other notes here. Uh, Graham Mertz averaged at 2.1 seconds, uh, throwing the ball after the ball was snapped. So, again, uh, you getting the ball out quickly doesn't leave you a lot of opportunity uh, to throw the ball, especially the uh, the deep ball. There, uh, Florida attempted just thirty one point eight percent of their passes against Utah past the first down marker. Uh, shout out to J. Bud Davis for that stat. Uh, that would rank as the third lowest in the FBS uh, for last season. Um, and then uh, I know Dave had this stat out there. Uh, Gators were averaging 7.6 yards per play on first down uh, and then averaged a third down of 10.2 yards. So um, obviously a lot of miscues along the way there. Uh, I thought Graham Burtz looked uh, fine. Uh, Nick said fine plus a few weeks ago. I think that that's what's to be expected. I, I thought that he did a little bit better uh, than I thought he would. But when you have to be a one dimensional offense, the way that the Gators were uh, on Thursday, you throwing the ball 44 times or, or whatever it was, is just not going to be the way uh, to win uh, this season for the Gators. They've got to figure it out uh, on the offensive line. They've got to figure it out, rushing the ball because this is just not going to, it's not going to be pretty in, the way that the offensive line is set up right now. I don't know if it's indicative of how the entire season's going to go, uh, but the Gators are are in shambles on the offensive line. And we'll get into that in a minute, but um, I thought Graham Mertz was fine. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. I, saw, I, saw I, I don't have any qualms of, with him.
2: I saw a bunch of people saying that his, you know, they were complaining about Graham and maybe it was only after a couple of those passes that he wouldn't want back. You know, he's firing, um, 98 mile an hour fastballs, you know, three yards away from him and, and getting some incompletions. His numbers were inflated. Um, you know, the Good. 70% for 333 that's inflated. Um, only 21 of, of the 33 completions traveled more than 10 yards in the air. I think I saw somewhere, um, I think it's Clark Brooks with SC StatCat. Um, mm-hmm. I think Florida's average like time to throw was 2.1 seconds. So, like, mm-hmm you're not going to have long developing routes. You're not throwing a 30 yard uh, post when you're getting that kind of that, that, that bad of protection. But Graham was exactly what I thought he'd be. He's, he's going to be fine. He's not going to lose you a lot of games. Um, I think Silk hit the nail on the head. The interception is not really on him. It's probably on him and Ricky just in terms of timing of a route. Um, The ball did hit Ricky in the hands. I mean, it was, Quick as I don't think Ricky's head had turned around by the time the ball was thrown yet. But Graham was fine. Um, he's going to be fine. I think he can probably do a better job of get, maybe getting Florida out of some plays, but there's not much you can do um as an offense when you're when you're losing the way Florida did in the trenches.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into the running back game. Obviously, not much uh, to talk about as a as a whole. Uh the Gators. <laughs> Uh, let me just get the exact numbers here. Uh, Gators, uh, Trevor Etienne goes 25 yards on seven attempts. Uh, Montre Johnson goes six yards on three attempts. Trayon Webb goes uh, three yards on one attempt. Uh, Graham Mertz has two attempts for, for 17 yards. So, Ultimately, the Gators finished with 60 rushing yards without taking out all the sacks, 4.3 yards per carry, uh, and then obviously you had a, a Graham Mertz fumble in there um, that, uh, that I believe went out of bounds. But uh, long story short, just not, not the way the Gators are going to win uh, this, uh, this season. Uh, not completely abandoned the run in the second half. Obviously, you weren't getting a ton of yards in the first half, uh, but completely abandoned it in the second half. Um, it was getting
1: five yeah. a pop first half. Like, just keep it a being, if you take yeah. out the sacks, like I, I was sitting there, shout out to everybody. I, I watched the game with Randy Russell and, and you know, my um, guy Carl Hill, some Gator fans down in Lauderdale. Uh, but we watching the game, and I kept saying, like, the running game, it wasn't bad. as much. I, we didn't get as much space as I wanted to first half, but when you look at the stats, we were getting five a pop. There was a point where we got a first down or maybe a couple first downs off of running the ball, and then we came back and threw three and and got off the field. So I and I also think there's some jet sweeps and, and spreading it out, some things that we can do to loosen up the middle of the uh the defense. You know, we got speed and athleticism. I think there's some spreading out some things that we can do um to, to help us with the run game, even though we're, you know, a little shaky in the trenches right now. Um, just them guys in mesh well, you know, as far as Mazooka being out in the spring, that hurts. And then you got guys that are in and out doing camp, and that's something that we all spoke on. is just like What's That chemistry going to be like offensive lines playing together, you know, getting that chemistry, cohesion, all of that matters. 76. I don't know, brother. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting I don't. to see why
0: you got benched at Alabama. That's not a personal I, attack. So. I thought that was the lens
1: man. Like, for real, so, I, I just,
2: that's a personal attack.
1: It's not a personal attack. I just <laughs> thought I seen the lens <laughs> I'll tell you what I thought. I was like, I was like, yeah. yeah. Come on, Delance. I'm like, yeah. no, nah, we got Delance is gone. Yeah, yeah silk, like Mason Halter silk, action. Silk,
2: silk hit Damian George with a, a Hulk Hogan style brother. Come on, brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> um, hold on, wait. C.J. Dorsey talking slander about uh, Australian punters. Utah's punter was an absolute weapon on Thursday, uh, and he is from Bendigo, Australia.
0: That's that's where I'd want to be from if I was in Australia, Bendigo. Reminds you of Mandingo, but that's a different story. Okay. Anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Jake Slaughter, too, man. I appreciate everybody that's in tr- trenches, but he had a rough go at it as well. We'll talk yeah. offensive line a little bit.
0: Yeah. Geez. Um, Nick, any any thoughts on Rush? I mean, you can't really give much of an opinion, right? We didn't see anything.
2: Yeah, I mean, I the 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 recipe for dinner for Florida to get wins is not cooking with 44 passes a game. Um so, yeah, it's two listen. in a
1: year, two years in a row. I think of this, though. We've had games like that last year where it was like Anthony Richardson throwing the ball 40 times, 40 plus times. Like, I don't know, bro. We, we were lied to as far as the coach we were going to get and the offense we were going to get. And I was expecting a run heavy, you know, and us predicating a lot of what we do in the past game off the run game. And that's not has been the case two years in a row, two different quarterbacks. Not mad at the way uh, merch looked because I thought he looked competent and he looked improved from Wisconsin. Yeah, but um, but like, you're but down, you're down
2: seventeen that. to three. Then you're down like you're down twenty one points. Like some of it is just like, hey, and the new clock rules. Like, you Florida got down quick, and like you can't. You now you can't run the ball. Now you have to throw to try to get back in it, and it just wasn't effective. I do think Utah kind of parked the bus a little bit, like Chelsea. Uh, over in the Premier League, if Florida can't run the ball, um, I think they're playing down. Now Florida's hitting these short little passes, and the clock's not stopping anymore for first downs. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was kind of like, especially that first quarter. I remember when the first quarter ended, I was like, "What the? How that happen? I, I don't like these new, uh, the new clock rules. I think the game went too fast. I think if you're college, like it's easier in the professionals. Like NFL teams are way better than college teams. If uh-huh. you're down ten. 10 points 14 points in the fourth quarter with like 12 minutes left like that game might be cooked now unless you get some kind of like fumble recovery pick six um, I think it's uh, I think it, it's it's not going to be good for college football and and certainly not for a team like Florida who has got a thin margin of error and if they get down a little bit like what how, how are they gonna win games?
1: I mean down 10, three, you know, seven zip in the first half. It just wasn't no big leads like that for you to abandon the run early mm-hmm. I think that's still a manageable uh football game. You got to stay balanced and disciplined with your with your football like football still has rules. I think Utah uh, was fairly balanced with who they brought in. they got look they got we got out coached big time, like Kyle mm-hmm. Whittingham did what he had to do. his starting quarterbacks out his second his his second string quarterbacks out. But he finds a way with the guys he got. The third screen, you know, use him for his strong attributes. You bring in Nate Johnson, and he's just a, a, a different type of weapon, and you use him for his scrims. But we got out coached. It wasn't mm-hmm. just a, it was the game plan altogether. You got to know your personnel. And like I said, we we, we do got some some uh, some some issues here. But uh, when I see the playmakers not getting fed, then it's like okay, we got issues. But you also are not feeding the best players on the on the offense is too, it's too much. um, I I know like Graham Mercer and Ricky Pearson had some chemistry there, but it was Mm -hmm. a couple plays where he was just locked in on, on Ricky a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, completely abandoned the run uh, from probably even before the start of the second half there. I didn't see anything out of the running backs in the, in the entire second half. I understand that you need to go and get points. Gators had 65 plays uh, this game. Uh, they averaged not much more than that in most games last year. Uh, They did 55 against Oregon state 50 against Eastern Washington, 46 against Missouri, 48 against South Florida, 65 against Kentucky, 63 against Utah. So yeah, the game is different now, but it's not like Florida was out of opportunities or out of plays. They just, the plays that they had, they weren't able to do anything with until, you know, you, you add some yards there late in the fourth quarter, obviously you get the touchdown drive and everything else, but they completely abandoned the run just not the identity this team is built for uh and um if they don't figure it out quickly and we'll talk a little bit about offensive coordinator all that kind of stuff it's not gonna happen this season so we can park that bus uh as well uh but uh you know ultimately gators had an opportunity they just 13 rushing yards total uh after you uh, account for sacks 333 passing yards just just an, an abominable performance uh, against Utah there. So, I mean, I, I guess that leads us to offensive line. Uh, offensive line just looked n- not good. Uh, there's very few uh, people that you can, ha- I, I say, had a good game. I think Najee Harris probably had the best game. That's what PFF says too. Uh, Jake Slaughter looked bad. Micah mazuka looked okay at times. Damian George, uh, a bit of a turnstile. Uh, Jake Slaughter, who comes in for Kingsley and who's out. Of that game allows two sacks, a couple hurries. Um, but offensive line, guys, I, I, I we thought it was going to be thin, but we thought that that front five was going to be good enough. Not not good against Utah.
1: Not good against Utah. We'll see how it all pans out because they got an opportunity. It's a long season. You know, we won utah last year and then we thought we was you know <laughs> we, we we're talking greasy heisman's maybe we get 10 wins and so it's a full season uh and i seen how we responded last year after a, a w versus utah i want to see this team grow more and and not it, it's like the l's are okay Like i know we're gonna <laughs> lose some games it's just the unorganization the, the the all the other stuff the penalties that that's what's like like driving me a little insane you know um well like
2: defensive pass interference is going to happen you're going to get called for a hold right right that's fine that's football procedural penalties like six of your nine penalties seven of your nine penalties were procedural you the coaching staff did not have the team ready to play and you had nine months to get ready for a huge season opener correct so i'm done hearing about how much better the operation is in the off season in year 2 cuz it didn't show on Thursday.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they they seem super organized uh when it pertains to recruiting and you know how the, how the the program is functioning from mm-hmm. a lot of different standpoints off the field, but the on the field organization is a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. We got that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, a 100% agree. Um I I, I don't know I I don't want to throw the season out. I don't want to start, you know, uh, creating, creating issues where there, we, we don't know what those will evolve into, but right now I'm sitting with the Florida Gators offensive line that has a few capable bodies right now. I'm not even sure if it's those five, right. I'm not sure of the five that are going to start. If, if those are five good, strong sec caliber uh, offensive linemen. And then after that, I'm just not sure what it looks like after that, right? I don't know who's next. I don't know what the next guy or next group of, of folks that are going to step in and be that caliber of offensive line. We knew going into this season that Florida was had a lot of new people that were going to be on that offensive line. You go and you get Micah Mazuka from Baylor, who seemingly had a good career at, at Baylor, was ranked highly. Uh, you go and you get him, but you don't really add – Anybody else. You get Lindell Hudson uh from FIU. Yes, the Keontae Goodwin. Um, you know, situation is is sad for all parties involved. Um, but Florida's offensive line is is down bad. Recruiting isn't great, and we've got a million and a half dollars in salaries tied up with with two coaches that I just I, I don't know what happened against Utah. I don't know if it was First game of the season, I don't know if it was a hostile environment in Salt Lake City, what it was, but that offensive line just does not look at all capable uh, to compete in the SEC.
2: I didn't love that line from Billy. And I'm sure, like, it was a closed press box. I was down there for the last five minutes of the game on the field. I'm sure it was rowdy. LSU Stadium is literally double the capacity. Right. So don't tell me you're having trouble with 54,000 people Kroger field later this month has more people Mm. Um, and and, and a similar defense of front seven Uh, LSU, Georgia. Like I I don't want to hear, well, you know, some of the procedural stuff was because uh, of the crowd. Okay. Well then don't, don't, don't even make the trip to Baton Rouge then if you couldn't handle 54,000
0: at Utah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, th- this is one game, it's a small sample size, can't, uh, again, can't ascribe everything that happened against Utah is how the entire season is going to play out. Uh, but right now, that that is a massive concern that I have. And I thought that Florida's first five, maybe the next one or two after that was going to be good enough. But what we saw, um, I mean, 76 was, Does. that was, that was a, sh- a, sh- a struggle to watch, Nick.
2: The tackles I think were worse um, than the interior guys. Maybe yeah. I've only watched the game one more time um, since I got back because we had a red eye. Um, God bless you, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you burn the tape.
1: Yeah, I don't want to see that again. Burn, bro. burn,
2: burn the tape. Bur- was, <laughs> burn the tape and bury the ashes.
1: It was a tough watch the first go around, bro. I can't do yeah. that to myself, man. Self love um, is key.
2: <laughs> um. But like I don't know that Kingsley is makes the line as a whole that much better. Maybe he does just because. So like I I also didn't understand why you flip Mike and and, and and Richie Leonard mm-hmm. game week. Um, they wear the five equals one hats. It is a position group where you have to play one guy not doing his job ruins an entire play. Right. You could have a receiver run the wrong route. Hey, that's fine. Uh, you know, you throw to somebody else so the, the quarterback can run. Like If if the offensive line is off, the quarterback, like Graham Mertz was five times, is getting peeled up off the ground by one of the offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Kingsley makes them that much better. Maybe he does just because they have more familiarity playing. Um, I don't think Lindell Hudson, uh, who spent the last four years at FIU, is going to be significantly better than Damian George. I'd like um, to see
0: think,
2: it. And I think if he was, I think if he was – he, he, you would have seen him.
1: I think we should try to at least give it a go, see what happens, man.
0: <laughs> Roll the Maybe dice. he's a gamer.
1: Maybe, bro. But what I seen out there was not a pretty sight, man. From just uh, you know a physical standpoint, um, assignment standpoint, I mean, discipline standpoint, it just was a lot to be desired from an older guy that you get in the transfer in the trenches, like Damian uh, coming over from 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 Bamos. Super disappointing.
0: Yeah, Gators allow seven hurries, 11 pressures, three sacks, one additional quarterback hit. Um, yeah, PFF, Najee Harris, then Richie Leonard, then Micah Mazuka, then Damian George, then Austin Barber, then Jake Slaughter on uh, on their rankings.
1: Yes, mind the comments, Q Lee said, uh, two false starts, and the holding call from 76. And yeah. I think they were one, at crucial one, time.
2: One of the false starts could have been called on three of the five offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. that picked 76. But he had the first one of the day. He also had a holding. Uh, I think was was the holding on that play where Graham like ran for a first down, took a huge shot. Yeah. Um, and then it was a holding that pushed him back. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, a lot, yes, of, a lot of inopportune true. times for those false starts, too. A lot of second and ones, thirds and ones. Um, Go you know, line. shot themselves in the foot, yeah.
1: Yeah. Super. Like, you're making mistakes at, at the worst times. Um, i just seen a lot of young playmakers. I know we're talking about a lot of the, the bad things that that went wrong, but I was impressed with our receivers. Caleb Douglas yeah. came alive. Um I know we we'll probably get to slide over to receiver, and we'll talk about yeah. that.
0: No, we that can spot. just slide over now. It, it, enough beating the dead horse. We all we all saw what we saw.
1: Yeah, we, we just got to figure that. We got two guys at offensive line coach. You're going into Mc, McNeese State. That's an opportunity to work on and, and fix some things, right? Uh, we're <laughs> please, not go. Please, we're not going.
2: <laughs> let's let's not make home. it like a, an FAU game from a while ago. The holding oh, yeah. yeah. was on a pass okay.
0: to Eugene Wilson. That's the nah, one where yeah. he got shot out of the barrel, right? I mean, yeah. I don't think I've seen a, a Florida Gator player that fast right away. The kid's, since... kids are explosive, Jeez.
2: man. Yeah, acceleration is really impressive. He gets the top top gear, top speed, real quick.
1: Yeah, you just can't you can't coach or teach that, and you can't play call that. You just put that the ball in that a guy like that hands and let him get busy. What does he want to see? Mazzell, another super fast guy, get some touches as well. But um, yeah, we got another. We got an opportunity just to wrap up my my thoughts on the offensive mm-hmm. line. You're going into McNeese State. That's just a live scrimmage. You know, you get to push bro. these guys around and do some stuff. Uh, Nick, <laughs> relax, bro. It's McNeese State. If we struggle with McNeese State, then then it's definitely going to get ugly uh, on, on the social media streets. But I just see it as an opportunity to to get yeah. some cohesion, to get healthy, uh, and just to build your confidence back up mm-hmm. before the home game at Tennessee. But we got two offensive line coaches. So let's see if, if these guys are getting, you know, we're getting our money's worth a little bit because mm-hmm. right now we're not. So we're going to see if they can fix some things. It's a long season. I'm here for the long haul, man. I'm here for the journey.
2: Last week, Munez, uh played the mighty Texans of Tarleton, Tarleton State. Um, right. They gave up 52 points, uh, 554 mm. yards, 7.5 seven per play, uh, 344 yards uh, through the air, 210 on the ground, uh, and 30 first downs to wow. offensive powerhouse. Nice. Tarleton State.
0: Tarleton State. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, receivers. Um, go for, again, 333 yards, 10.7 uh, yards per reception, one touchdown, Caleb Douglas. Great catch there. Uh, give us your thoughts uh, there. Uh, Ricky Pearsall, 13 targets, eight receptions, leads the team.
2: Yeah, he was kind of uh, – he was on a milk carton in the first half. Um. Mm-hmm might have walked over to Graham and given him like a Rolex at halftime. they like, hey man, I'm still here. You can throw me the ball. Um, I think Ricky's going to be featured. I think Eugene Wilson will continue to get featured more. They went away from Marcus Burke a little bit, who I thought had two nice catches. Yep. I think that was on the Open. same drive in the first quarter. Um, there's some guys. And, and And I think as you go on through the season, like reps are earned in practice, but they're also earned in games. And if you're making plays in games, I think you'll start to see the reps, or at least you should, in my opinion start to see the rep shake out differently. Marcus Burke made plays. Eugene Wilson made plays. The punt, you know, fair catching a punt inside the three. Freshman mistake. uh, Running backwards. Honestly, super impressive catch on the punt when he ran backwards and into the five-yard line, catching it over his shoulder. But like, hey, rookie, don't do that anymore. Um, That probably goes back to coaching uh, and back to special teams. But I think you're going to start to see – the guys who are making plays on Saturday will start getting more of those line share uh, of reps, and I think that's Pearsall. I think Douglas, um, and um, and we'll see if Andy Jean, he tweeted that he was hurt. If he if he'll come back, maybe get Mizel Mizell um, some run. But there's some guys um, that, that I think you have playmakers at receiver. You know, and I was I was talking a whole bunch of trash about the receiver room last year, and, and now I think it's a it's a good room.
1: It definitely a shrimp. Uh, I thought all the I thought those guys would uh, perform very well at receiver. Um, Caleb Douglas is just a baller.
0: Uh-huh. I
1: think I think more jump balls to him, more passes down the field to him, and then seeing if he can win some one on one matches, getting opportunities to just win those. I think it's going to pay off uh, if if you know if we do it. But I just I'm not going to keep knocking on the same uh, Eugene Wilson thing. I th- I just think he deserves more targets. Especially when you have a struggling offense, and and it's hard to just cover a guy that's that explosive. But if we're just talking overall receiving, uh, we might as well throw the tight ends into that bunch. Well, wow, I like mm-hmm. Jason. I like Jason Odom. Uh, no, 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 slice towards Jonathan him. Odom. Jonathan, Jonathan Odom.
2: His dad's Jason. I think.
1: My bad. I got a little nostalgic. I like I like I'm not, I'm not mad at him, but there was there, was, there was some opportunities where we were like even not just the shovel pass. There was a, a good design play to a tight end in the flats, and if you get that to all this Bordenham or Livingston, like you might take that to the crib. To be honest, he had so much real estate, um, but you got a, a lot slower guys. So it's all coming down to just personnel and who's getting those reps, because the reps are shorter and the games are flying by. So. Being explosive, scoring, getting up early, all of that matters now in the overall game plan and strategy. So uh, as far as the receiving corps, I do want to see some of the guys separate better. You know, it was just some times where we – and I don't, it could be the concepts. That's a possibility mm-hmm. as well. But it was some times where when he dropped back, nobody was separating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I look at the personnel. You look at the guys that were just making plays, none of those guys are on the field. So I would just like to see the playmakers, the guys that are actually getting the ball, doing things with it, not get locked on a pier saw, uh and predetermining some things. I think we're gonna be more than fine with the receiving corpse. Uh it's mm-hmm. just it's just giving them time. We asking for deep passes, but at the same time, like by the time he gets to the to the bottom of his drop, it's somebody's in his lap. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, Florida was, again, this is some somewhat by play design, uh, some way by the offensive line. But, uh, again, uh, Graham Mertz was averaging 2.1 seconds between uh, the ball getting snapped and, and him putting the ball in the air. So uh, just not going to create a, a ton of opportunity for you to have that that deep pass. I thought he had a good uh, – Ricky Pierce all had a nice uh, kind of longer catch uh, in that game, but a lot of dinking and dumping uh, down the field. But Eugene Wilson, I think, is a guy that – you know, like again, looked like he got shot out of the cannon. Marcus Burke uh played well. Ricky Pearsall uh played played well. Uh Caleb Douglas, again, good touchdown uh catch. Uh I thought that he you know, again played well overall. Didn't see a ton um out of anybody else so would like to see what that looks like maybe uh going in the in the future uh soak you said jonathan odom four catches uh all four passes his way he goes for 46 yards 11.5 yards per reception tony livingston gets one pass uh for four yards Dante Zanders uh, has one catch for, for one yard and then just not a great uh, shovel pass to him uh, on fourth down. Uh, Hayden Hansen gets one pass and then Khalil Jackson got the, uh, the first pass and catch of the game. Uh, but again, I, I, I struggle to look at the the wide receiver group and saying, Hey, they did a, a bad job, you know, with everything that was given to them. I thought that they did fine. I uh, caught a lot of catches, could have caught a few more. Uh, the, the, the interception with Ricky Pearsall ball. Maybe he stutter steps. Maybe that's something that Graham Mertz wasn't expecting. Maybe he doesn't turn around quickly enough, but you know, that ball got fired out of a cannon. He gets immediately hit. And then ultimately, you know, you get the ball to uh, to Utah on the 10-12 yard line or so. So long story short, offense. Um would have liked to see a lot of things different uh there. Um, offensive line just you know is is the biggest glaring opportunity uh, for the uh, the Gators to improve and then obviously some of the play calling was just a little wonky Uh, that that's one thing and 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 I again I know somebody said it over here it's kind of a funny comment he said small sample size Dan did you not see the 2022 season Helen Keller did Um, again trying to to look at each season in a little bit of a vacuum but you almost have to look at uh the way that the gators played last season the way that the gators played against utah uh the gators on offense and billy napier as the offensive coordinator so This is going to go back to him do seem to abandon things very quickly and then never go back to them uh and we saw that with the rushing game uh against utah so hopefully there's again some opportunity there for the gators to improve but the play calling as a whole just not not great uh didn't give yourself a ton of options, and then when you did give yourself uh, some of those options, those procedural penalties and everything else, just it was, it was one thing after another. You know,
1: somebody said, "Talk about Andy Gene's tweet." He just said, "We just talked about it. he was injured." He okay. said he was injured, and he's leaving it in God's hands. Everything's not cryptic of I'm leaving the program or anything like that. He's just waiting on his opportunity. In my opinion, and he'll get that soon. Um, we we're young as hell. We I know we're gonna talk about some defense, but we're mm-hmm. super young. Um, we, we'll see if it all all pays off and how much they grow to, as the season goes. But um, I didn't see an offense that was or a team that was, you know, as it, as as we were in the offensive line. That game was still winnable.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah.
1: as, bad, as bad as we were, we just we left a lot of opportunities and made a lot of mistakes, but. That Utah team, and we could, you know, the whole season got played out for everybody. And game one, you know, isn't an indicator of much. We learned that last year. Yeah, hit that like button. Shout out to Braxton. Smash that like button. It don't cost nothing to show love. We're going to talk about some defense here in a little bit, but long season ahead. We'll see how it all plays out. But I didn't think we were uh, an untalented team. I seen some talent out there, um, especially on my defensive side of the ball. I was very impressed by some freshmen.
0: Yeah, let's, uh, let's get into the defense side of the ball. Before we do that, go visit our friends over at Alumni Hall. Go use promo code Stadium and Gale at checkout. A lot of different things that they're offering right now. Uh, the season has started. The first game at home is this weekend. So go get your home field apparel. Use Stadium and Gale at checkout. Get 15% off of your order. Starter jackets, uh, t shirts, all that kind of fun stuff. Best vintage clothing in the game, homefieldapparel.com. Promo code stadium and Gale. Uh, let's get into defense again. Gators do give up 24 points. Um, don't blame that 100% on the defense, except for the first play of the game, uh, which just looked bad. Uh, just overall, Gators put themselves in a really tough position there. Uh, but uh, again, Kelby Collins, Shamar James, Miguel Mitchell, uh, TJ Searsy, Devin Moore, I think played really, really well. But what are your guys' thoughts on the uh, on the defense?
2: Pull on, pull Buck, pull Buck's comment up. Which one? Buck Wade.
0: All right. This one?
2: No, nope. safeties.
0: Safeties ain't
2: it. Told you. Yeah. For the last month, told you that was not a good room. Um, I like Jordan Castell. He's good. You're going to take some lumps with Jordan Castell. Um, RJ Moton got, I think, his only tackle of the game on Jason Marshall when Jason got burnt on that first uh, um, on the first long touchdown play. Um, yeah, the
0: safety room, the safe room's just got got made. dummied by the fourth string quarterback on that uh, on that run play for a touchdown.
1: That was Lewis, a good. That was a good play call
0: though. Nate Johnson can scoot. Yeah,
1: you, you got to give it up to uh, they, they 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 called the right play. Uh, for that that zone that coverage that we were in uh-huh. so it was a, it was a beater and and they they did they researched as us like what defense we we're gonna be sitting in or what we could be playing but they called out the gate you know um a beater for that defense that we were in and it, and they it hit you know at, at one of our weakest spots but i like Jordan castell as a as a young buck uh That front four just got to make my safety's job a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. You know, I know um, we talked about how bad the safety room could be, but we also hyped the front four. And shout out to my guy, Prince, this is my guy. But he he just came in and didn't perform up to the level of a guy that, you know, as an upperclassman, Mm -hmm. as a guy that's wearing number one, a guy that wants to go high in this draft and maybe leave this year. I didn't see it out of him this game. Um, yeah. He set himself up a little bit pre-game with some social media shenanigans. Uh-huh. Got he's got yeah. mm. to play ball, baby. You know, mm-hmm. when you're when you making the Coach 30 on social media and he and he's making skits about you, it's not a good game at the ballpark, bro. So I, I, got, I like got, it. Coach 30 got him? Yeah, hell Coach yeah.
2: Coach 30 got him, bro. Oh,
1: yeah. I missed it. No. No, nah, nah, you can go find it. It's still there. <laughs> um, you got it's an still- opportunity to still watch it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but um, you got to be able to laugh at yourself sometimes. Yeah. But I thought the, the young bucks that came in, they showed that Utah had a freshman that offensive tackle. When Kelby Collins came in and, and, and seriously, is just a man amongst boys. I don't care if our freshmen look like Bama Bama freshman. Now I'll tell you that. When I seen Kelby Collins and I seen TJ Seriously on the TV, and I'm sitting there I'm like that, don't look like a freshman. This is how Bama freshmen usually look. And those two guys from the state of Alabama. I thought they look. they made that 76 on Utah looked like a, a freshman offensive tackle, and our number one guy didn't. So mm-hmm. I, I, I know we got some issues with our, our safety, and we want to point fingers at them, but it all starts up front. And yeah. I think we, we should have applied way more pressure, and I was expecting way more pressure. Defense wasn't terrible, but I, I expected more pressure and more chaos out of Armstrong, just keeping it a beam. Yeah, no
0: Gators and with – How many?
2: Per stat broadcast, which I have up here. Yeah, so yeah. I
0: PFF, you know, yeah. I think everybody kind of does um, pressures a little bit differently. They have the Gators with with 10 hurries, seven quarterback hits, zero sacks uh, on uh, on pass rushing. Um, Kelby Collins, again, plays eight snaps, but he's the, the Gators' highest ranked player uh, on pro football focus. Caleb Banks does well. Princey Uman-Milan just did two total tackles in the entire game. Um, didn't make much of an impact that all defensive line didn't get a ton of push uh, as a whole throughout. Now there, there were certain players, you know, Kelby Collins, uh, you know, at times looked really, really good uh, when he was out there, but that, that defensive tackle group that, that we thought would, would make a big impact you know, your, your Cam Jackson's, your Chris McClellan's, your Caleb Bangs, Desmond Watson you know just kind of ate up space just against slow you know it's tough to play uh you know there was a comment you know Kirk Herbstreit I was at the bar watching it so I didn't get the the broadcast but Kirk Herbstreit called it out uh I guess about the the fast twitch guys the defensive line just doesn't make an impact and when that happens you you give the other team an opportunity to to move the ball even if it's at you know five ten fifteen yard clips the way that Utah was was moving the, the ball uh but you know it to be
1: fair, it I relies, thought, go ahead. I mean, no, go ahead. I, said, no, I, I was just gonna say,
0: it, it relies heavily on that, that defensive line to go and get to the quarterback to force them to make decisions. And then obviously every layer after that is leaving themselves more and more susceptible. And ultimately that's what you see with the safeties and, and why they're not able to make good plays. Again, we can talk about them in the, in the talent, and the, the room there in a second, but you know, again, it, it goes for that, that offense or that defensive line group to go and, and get to the quarterback quickly.
1: Yeah, I thought the defensive line did well in, in interior with the run game. They started getting busy with the Nate Johnson. They start doing some read action stuff later in the yeah. game. But just trying to run between the tackles, I thought we were pretty stout. Shout out to Cam Jackson and defensive tackles in that yeah. fashion. But like as far as collapsing the pocket, a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. that we taught, I didn't see a lot of that. You know, moving the lunch spot of, of you know of, of the quarterbacks. I didn't see a lot of that. But when it pertains to them running the ball, they didn't just run down our throw. I thought we very solid in our run defense until they got into some read action stuff and got a little tricky. And I was worried about that because we didn't have a lot of that on tape from them. But, um, yeah, it's a lot to be desired. And I think, uh, you know, there's still more games to be played. You know, yep. it could be just one game. Maybe we start a little slow and then and it sparks up a little bit here. But um, that's all I got right now for defensive yep. line. It's, it's, there's more takes around. I thought Shamar James played a, a, a hell of a game. Yeah. Um, He's probably right now playing the best on the overall defense, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a, a very special talent. He got side on the sideline. Uh, I thought the defense line did a good job of keeping him clean as well. He was able to perform as well as he did because a lot of the offensive linemen weren't getting on the second level and getting a hat on him. Uh, so in the run game, I'm not terribly mad at at Caleb Johnson and, and uh, Caleb, Cam, Banks. Caleb, yeah, Caleb Banks. <laughs> Uh, Cam Jackson and my other defensive tackles in that regard. I'm just like, as far as moving the lunch spot and collapsing the pocket when it retains to them dropping back to pass the ball was why I was a little bit more frustrated.
0: Yeah. Nick, any thoughts on the defensive line before we get to the linebacker group? Yeah, I think I
2: said it um, on Gators Online. I don't know that anyone on Florida's defensive line is like all first team, all SEC caliber. I thought that having the depth that they had would keep them fresh, and a lot of the things that that hurt for last year was Gervon playing 680 snaps, Dez yeah. playing nearly 400 snaps. Um, but like I don't know that <clears throat> it, it didn't show on Thursday. And, and listen, it's it's easy to to have knee jerk reactions because you wait and you build up the season opener, like Silk said, for eight nine months. Um, but like it's just one game. And mm-hmm. now, now we're not gonna do the the opposite. Like you're playing in a, a terrible football team this week, so mm-hmm. we're not gonna sit here next Monday and go, man, eh, they fixed everything. Uh, and then before you go into the Tennessee game, like you have to keep mm-hmm. everything kind of in perspective. And and I know that as football season, you kind of go through these high ups and downs. And I just try to stay in the middle there. I don't think the season's over for Florida, but like I also thought it was a six to seven win football team, and you can still get those. Six to seven wins. I don't know if that makes anyone feel better.
0: Yeah, no, you still can. There's still a lot of opportunity to improve. Um, obviously, you get some players back that that may have been out in that game, and then ultimately, players hopefully working together and everything else. But you you look at that schedule; uh, it's 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 daunting. It is going to be a daunting schedule ahead. So you've got to figure it out quickly you use the opportunity against McNeese state to build yourself some confidence. Like Silk was saying earlier, you try to go, you get some, you get some points, you try to figure out some things, you try some things out. Um, But uh, I I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not usually a negative guy either. So uh, let's I'm agreeing with,
2: um, but I'm agreeing with Jeremy Calhoun. Like I'm seeing like Billy's gotta be fired, all this stuff. Like how I I started covering Florida in 2013. You can blame the last uh, 10 years on me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but like how how often are we hitting the reset button? Right. And just starting over and starting over and starting over. Like give him four years, give him give him five years. He's he's got to have some time. And like if, if you fire Billy Napier, and I don't think Ford will fire Billy Napier mm-hmm. at all after the season. I don't think he's on a hot seat unless you're going, you know, two and ten with only with your only wins over Charlotte McNeese, then maybe. Um but like I get it. I get, but, I get frustration, but like you, we just keep hitting a reset button here in Gainesville and it's just groundhog day over and over again.
0: Yeah, no, I I would agree that the Florida does need that time. I think what Florida fans do want to see with that time though is some improvement, right. And, and making sure that you're giving the time to the right person. Right. So, you know, is Florida getting better on those procedural penalties? Are they recruiting better are they getting the guys that they brought into the program to make an impact that's that's what i think florida fans want to see it's not just we dislike billy napier as an individual or that they don't think that it could potentially work out it's i want to see these things out of the florida gators that if we are going to give that time that the time is working in the right direction and not just an arbitrary amount of years right I think the best players on the team are the guys they've brought in, uh,
2: whether sure. it's Ricky Pearsall, uh, Graham Mertz, um, or the the anyone that's a sophomore, redshirt freshman, freshman. Like, I I think you're just going to take lumps because the best players on your team are in their first or second year. Uh, uh-huh. I think they're doing a great job recruiting. Um, you've got to keep this recruiting class together, and I think DJ Lagway will be a huge part of that. Right. I think he's solid, um, and he's the kind of guy that, players want to play with right um so you you've got to keep this class together because like dan you mentioned that schedule i look from georgia on there's not many wins in my opinion from Mm -hmm. from late october to the end of november you have to stack wins and i think i said that yeah um here and on Andy staples show like you need to you need to get your wins early in the Mm -hmm. season
0: um so like yeah but 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 going back to a point that you just made nick like i mean the biggest issue that the Gators had on offense was the offensive line. And we're not seeing the Gators go fix that problem either. Yeah, You were able to get a couple of guys to transfer in last season. You know, you get um, uh, an All-American transfer from, from Louisiana that comes over with you. But now you look at it. Micah Mazuka is it was a good get, you know. We thought um, we thought Damian George was going to be a good get. Obviously, the Conte Goodwin situation is, isn't something that that anybody uh, saw happening. But now you look at recruiting on offensive line, and you look at what Florida's future looks like there. I'm going to need to see some tampering, or that's going to be the the, the big um, the, the, the the silver bullet that I think that you know Florida won't be able to overcome. Is you can get your Eugene Wilsons, you can get your great. Uh, skill players, but if you can't figure out that offensive line and you can't figure out how to get that rush on the defensive line, then that's going to be where where Florida is really hindered and where I want to see improvement from now to the end of the year is, hey, yes, Eugene Wilson's going to be great. These freshmen and sophomores uh, on both sides of the ball are the ones that are excelling right now, but you can't also neglect that there's a, a couple of really big position groups that have been missing, and that's what Florida's biggest deficiency was against Utah.
1: They just need reps, man. Um, I'm a, like, just the offensive line didn't get reps together in the spring or the fall camp. It was, they, the guys were out. Mm-hmm. So most importantly, like that that chemistry being on the same page, trusting the guy beside you, everybody knowing their assignment. It, like, and the, missing uh, Kingsley was 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 big. Uh, so I want to see us get back. Uh, I'm not. I've I seen some terrible football across the board. I just didn't mm-hmm. see the two number threes going out on the field. You know, uh, a lot of the special team errors. But I seen some. I didn't see great football at South Carolina. I didn't see great mm-hmm. football at Tennessee. Uh, there's some winnable, very winnable games sure. on our, our roster. We just got to figure us out. You know, and we'll see what this team is made of. We'll see what Billy, if he's standing on everything he say, he's building with this this program. I expect them to bounce back a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see where we at with it. But um, that's that's my biggest thing is just uh, like I, I'm gonna keep saying is the incompetence. Like, we're gonna lose, and we've seen some guys out there. Right? We're gonna continue to see some playmakers, whether it's on offense and defense. We've seen a lot of sparks from some from, from young boys, but you know, the incompetence is crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. and then I, I don't want to get caught up. I, I, want, I, I want to, and I'm gonna monitor this because we watched it with last staff. You know, I understand that, and Prince Lee's my guy, but if he's not playing the best. Like regardless of number, regardless of 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 status of where he's at as far as freshman, junior, sophomore, all that, like all that's cool. MC-19. But you got to play the you got to play the best guys, you know. Like and that's what I want to see. I want to see the best players get on the field when the opportunities, you know, given to each one of these guys, is opportunity to make plays. And some of these young boys are making plays. So you know, just play the best guys. Uh-huh. Like, that's gonna do the fans some justice. That can do the program per competition some justice. Uh, same thing with the safety room. If anybody's making plays, put the guys out there that are making plays. Receiver, same thing. Yeah. You play the best guys.
0: Yeah, you saw – I think you saw a lot of of young guys play on, on offense and defense. Um, You know, obviously they're, they're still working their, their way in. But, you know, Kelby Collins looked really, really good. Shamar James looked fantastic. Uh, T.J. Searcy looked really good. Yeah. Uh, Devin Moore, uh, very, very good play. Um, Tyreek Sapp played well, I thought, as well. So, you know, again, these are all guys that have been either recruited or or brought up, you know, through this coaching staff. And so you're seeing them make impacts. It's just those, like you said, Silk. it's those boneheaded mistakes that, that Florida was consistently making in this game where they shot themselves in the foot again you don't make some of those and then the game looks very different. do the gators win? maybe maybe not but the game looks a lot different and I think this conversation is a lot different It's just all of those things that you you hear talk about um, and just how organized everything is and, and how methodical they are with everybody's approach and then you have the boneheaded mistakes right and and some of that a lot of that was on on coaching Right, you take out the uh, false starts and that kind of stuff. A lot of it was was on coaching.
1: who's who's counting the players that go out on the field? Like, seriously, apparently nobody that's that's what I'm saying. Like that type of stuff, like it didn't happen once, it happened more than once. You know, who's the quality control over making sure the special teams? I know there's no on-field coach, but whose Mm -hmm. job is that? Who are we to hold accountable for not enough players? Too many players, same jersey numbers. I know Billy's at the top, but bro, we you gotta get a special teams coach. You know, it's just not happening. You not even get the amount the the right amount of guys to participate in the game out there on the field. This is not pop one of football. You gotta get eleven out there without the same number, my guy.
0: Yeah, there was there was multiple times. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, we need to print out a New Jersey uh, roster list for uh, for Chris Couch and the uh, special teams group. It still would have uh,
1: been wrong because yeah, if you if <laughs> had, had twenty one, he was still getting flagged. So it didn't. Yeah.
0: Uh, so you have that. I know that there's multiple plays. I think the Gators at one point had thirteen players on the field on one play. I think on mm. on a punt or on a field goal uh, block, they had. Eight or nine guys on the field, maybe 10. Uh, based on the photo, it's hard to tell if there's a 10. But not 11. Field. Not 11. Just not 11. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, well, you were, you were competing in the game. So I think just trying to make it fair, we'll, we'll play with less now. I think that was probably the, the thought process there. Hey, go to hell, <laughs> Nick. Go
1: to hell, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> with gasoline oh, underworld, my guy.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> uh let's talk uh special teams um gotta 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 plant your feet at the 10 yard line right that's that's the rule right plant your feet on the 10 yard line on a punt put your put your heels on the 10
2: yard line and you don't take a step back the ball's going over your head get out of the way yell poison yell kill whatever 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 it is to the guys running back at you to get them away from the ball um fair catching at like the four yard line, I, listen. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. Call, I'm not calling for Eugene Wilson to be taking off punts, but coach my guy up. Like he needs to be back returning punts because I think sure. he might be your best option to to mm-hmm. take one to the house. But you just got to tell him, like, hey, we're putting our heels on the ten. If you have to take a step backward, you don't. You run forward and you tell everyone else to get away from the ball. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yep. Opportunity for improvement there.
1: I don't even mind that. Like that that's those those are like classic football freshman mistakes right yeah. there.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, especially on the second one. He's trying to make a play. You don't want to do that, but I get it a little bit. And you could coach that up. I'm I'm fine with the mistakes, but um uh, to having two number threes on the field at the same time at a crucial part of the game. Like we just got a great stop by the defense. Momentum is shifting a little bit, and then you just shoot yourself in the foot.
0: Yep. And then uh obviously we have Jeremy Crawshaw has four punts, three of which were were good, one which was uh, atrocious at, at a very no, inopportune time. Uh, no Nick, on Nick, uh, I think. No. it what? It looked like no the punter on my just... son.
1: It like the on my son's team for sure.
0: Never on happened. that one. And then, yeah. obviously, the kicking woes continue. Uh, Gators have two scholarship kickers still miss a 31-yard chip shot uh, in that game. And then that game, the ball gets flipped. You know, that's a 10-point that's a swing. You miss the field goal. Uh, Utah goes down and scores a quick seven. Uh, but special teams as a whole, kicking, punting, kick return, punt return, all could use a lot of help. Maybe not kickoff, but everything.
1: What's, the name? What's the name of the job title again? Game Changer? Game, game Changer,
0: baby.
2: a yeah. Changer. changer.
1: They sure changed the game with this one, boy. I'll tell you that. Yeah,
2: I'll tell you. My way, call them the channel changers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Watch that
2: was, out, man.
0: Yeah, that was, <laughs> Nick's been working on that one.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that one, in, yeah, that one in, in the archive.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh So a uh, lot of opportunity.
1: Channel changers.
2: <laughs> spent, spent my whole four-hour flight back, it's back it's working on
0: right. that one. Shout out. Uh, any final thoughts in the Utah game before we, uh, before we move on?
1: Man, what a, what a what a what a missed opportunity. Yeah. I think we I think we could have upset those boys with the right game plan, you know, the right mindset going in. Um uh, I need my I like any Gator players listening to this so if this mm-hmm. gets to the Twitter or the social media ways, man, lock in. Like get off of social media, like don't go into teams, go into team stadium ready to beat ass, you know, and to make plays, not to troll and to get likes and social media. Like lock in. Mm-hmm. Play football like lead of uh, younger guys on the team, like, focus. That's that's just, just, just the stuff I want to see change. You know, I, we, we've had these type of leaders in the past with me, me, me. You know, lock in, be about the team, be selfless, and play some fucking football, man. All this yeah. cute stuff on TikTok, man, play ball. Utah came out there and played ball. Everybody in the SEC we're going to face going to come play football. You're not going to win no football games on social media, none with the, the highlight film from the coaches or none of the likes. You gotta show up to play some fucking f- football, man. I'll shoot my language.
0: Yeah, Nick. Final thoughts.
2: Uh, <clears throat> as a fan, flush it. <laughs> I'm like you, you're, yeah. you're not learning. You're not learning anything from it. You, it's not going to help you get ready to tailgate on Saturday. As a fan, flush it. Forget it. Um, as a as a coaching staff, as a player, hey, we're gonna have, need to go over some stuff. As a coaching staff, I hope you look at that and take it personally. Mm-hmm. Um, because you are not too. each each coach, and you did not get your position room ready to play. Billy Napier, you did not get your football team ready to play. Mm-hmm. Florida, you can't tell me was a well coached football team when you've got six, seven procedural pre snap penalties. Mm-hmm. When you've got two guys wearing the same number on the field on, on a punt, and you did not get your team ready to play. When you've got eight guys, nine guys on the field for a field goal uh, block yeah. or uh, field goal. P-A-T, whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever um so as a coaching staff you need to have a long hard long hard meeting because because you did not do your jobs for the first game of the year
0: yep yeah so look we'll look back at this one and, and hopefully again opportunity to uh, to get better to improve i uh, don't want to throw the baby out with the uh the bathwater just yet however there are some glaring things that are, are starting to add up. Uh, it's, it's hard to say that this is a, a one-time uh, look in a vacuum situation because there's, there's some trends that we're seeing here. Uh, there's now an opportunity. You have a staff of, I don't know, 100-plus people now uh, to be able to go to look to get better uh, and, and go into each and every game in focus. So I don't um,
1: care what happens going forward. Give me a special teams coach and offense coordinator, Period. You know, that's just what's needed. It's just, you know, it's a lot. Especially if you don't want a special teams coach, then hire me offense coordinator and you run it like Urban did. Urban was the, the, the special teams guy. He oversaw that, made sure it was all fire, not to compare the two guys. But if you want to be strategic and a little bit different with the staff you're setting up, then you're going to have to change something because it's not working and mm. you got to adapt. So I want to see these coaches not adapt. And you don't have to wait till the end of the season to adapt neither. You, need, you can adapt right now. Yeah. You know, and that's what good coaches do. They adapt, they change, you know, you find solutions. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to see this staff find some solutions when it pertains to special teams, the play call, and all of that. Like now we don't have to wait till the end of the season to go uh offensive coordinator shopping. Is there if, if there's mm-hmm. other guys that's passing coordinators, analysts, get in mm-hmm. get in your room, get plans together that make more sense. Can we get better in this aspect? And let's mm-hmm. get better right now on the fly.
0: Yeah, what's that? Uh, the quote, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. So, uh, opportunity yeah, yeah. for the Gators to uh, to try to not do the same thing over and over again and and hopefully get a different result, uh, which is likely to be expected this weekend against McNeese State. Before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at FanGo Tickets. Go visit FanGoTickets.com if you're a Florida Gator fan, a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, or a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. You can put your season tickets up Airbnb style. Uh, we are fortunate enough to make a, uh, a, a Gator that was going out to Utah um, get him tickets uh, using Fango on uh, I think Wednesday it was uh, so shout out to uh, to those guys that, that were able to go to the game because of Fango tickets so again go visit Fangotickets.com and go support a Florida Gator alum that is building a brand new business and hopefully changes the way that we do tickets uh, Gators play McNeese State Nick what were those McNeese State uh, numbers? Ah, uh, the, the mighty. Oh, let me pull it back up. The 52 uh, Mighty. To 34 loss to Tarleton mm-hmm. State.
2: Yeah, Mighty Tarleton. Mighty Tarleton State. Texas. Tarleton.
0: Tarleton. <clears> Tarleton, Tarleton sorry.
2: Yeah. Uh, Tarleton put up 52 points. They outgained McNeese 554 to 278, averaging seven and a half yards per play to McNeese's 3.6, passed for 344, rushed for 210, 30 first downs.
0: 31 first downs against them. So uh, again, we don't have a ton of analysis. We're not going to do a ton of analysis. We didn't uh, even see if McNeese State had a beat writer uh, this week. This is a game that the Gators should win very handedly. Um, you know, but we've seen that before. We saw it last season. Uh, but. Uh, you know we'll we'll see so the Gators um obviously McNeese State is not very good the Gators should uh there's no line for this game if there was a line i would imagine that the line would be in the the mid to high 30s uh for this game what do you guys want to see other than probably um just overall procedural improvement but what are you guys looking for in this game
1: uh running down ball work on working on what we we need to fix right um i don't i don't know if we need uh, Kingsley, back this game. I don't know what his health status is really like if it's like is if it's going to be a, a season lingering thing. Then let him sit, and we can work on some things until Tennessee week because we need him fresh and clean for Tennessee week. We don't need any injuries. So he's first right. of all,
2: he's dealing with so a high ankle sprain. So sit him out all don't, season. No need, yeah. no, let no, him need buy. To, no need to throw him against uh, the vicious Cowboys of McNeese. Uh, I think you ride Jake Slaughter. Uh, pause. Let be him play. Let him play, let Kingsley sit. You need him back for Tennessee. Um, that yeah. Tennessee game to me, I'll, I'll try not to keep going on a tangent here, but the Tennessee game to me is a must win. Um, I don't know how you sell hope if you start with uh, a one and two with a loss to Tennessee and, and you still haven't beat a rival, uh, another home loss. So, like, get through McNeese healthy. Um, you've you, you, a bar has been set by Tarleton. <laughs> Meet that bar, please. Um, fix your procedural issues. Sit, come out of the game healthy, no major injuries, um, and, and get ready for Tennessee. And and uh, Josh get hyped.
1: Yeah, I think uh, this team is better than what we saw last week. And we're not going to find out who they are versus McNeese. But yeah. it's an opportunity for my freshman to get playing time and reps. Like mm-hmm. you should be able to play everybody. You should be able to. Change some things on the depth chart and see who your playmakers are in a game like this. Uh, Andy Gene, if he's back healthy, give me a high dose of Andy Jean, high dose mm-hmm. of Andy Mizell. Feed Eugene Wilson as much as you can early and then get him out of there. Get up get up quick and get young boys opportunities to play. That, that's what I want out of this game uh, is just, you know, reps, reps, mm-hmm. reps, reps.
0: Yeah. Because this, this uh,
1: should be a, a layup drill. Yeah,
0: Con- a confidence game, um, be able to hit your targets, move the ball, move the ball at will. don't allow a lot of points, get those, uh, those young guys, a lot of snaps, stay healthy, uh, avoid the procedural penalties. uh, And then ultimately just get yourself prepared for that Tennessee game. Um, But again, not much is going to be gleaned from this game one way or another. Well, I guess there is a way if they don't look good at all. Uh, But this is an, an opportunity for these guys to go and, uh, rebuild that confidence. I would imagine that the, that was a pretty somber locker room post game uh, and on that that flight home. So this is an opportunity to go out, uh, execute well, um, and, and hopefully put yourself in a position because uh, that Tennessee game is coming. And that is a pretty good Tennessee game, but a, again, a winnable game for the Gators if they don't shoot themselves uh, in the foot. Um, any final thoughts before we head on out of here? We're not going to do over-under this week just because – you
1: know? uh, over over overall, I thought um I thought Austin Armstrong's game one versus Utah a very uh solidified program offense. I thought he held his own more than held mm-hmm. his own as a young boy, 29 years old. I think he came out and did what he had to 30.
2: do. Th- He's 30. 30.
1: Okay, yeah. shade, man.
2: Join the club.
1: Welcome to the 30s. Um Austin Armstrong. But I thought he, I thought it was solid. Uh, we'll we'll have liked some more dialed up pressure. I thought we blitzed from way too far back a few times here and there. Uh, Mm -hmm. like, uh, I thought we played in the zone a little bit too much, and and they was finding the holes in that zone. But overall, we went 10 yards back. The secondary played better. I need Devin Moore to start. He almost came down with an interception there. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's just a difference in a different difference difference maker on, on at corner, but uh. That's my overall, bro. Offense mm-hmm. has got to find itself identity-wise because mm-hmm. we are not a team that, that's going to be pitching around the yard 45 times. So two years in a row, we got to find an identity on offense. I'm seeing playmakers both years. Like last year, I seen playmakers. This year, I'm seeing playmakers on offense. But the feel for the game is a little off Billy. That's why I want to OC. It's one thing to have a playbook. And sometimes he get into a good groove. Like, on several of those drives, he had them off balance, and he was in a nice groove. But then situational, it was just like, yo, what the hell was that? Or the feel for the game, mm-hmm. what the, the defense is allowing, where we're getting easy yardage and, and movement on, we go away from it. So the feel of the game, I don't think – I think that's a talent. I don't think that's something you can just work on. I think that's just God-given, to be real with yeah. you.
2: Mm-hmm. Shout-out to my guy. I was, I was texting back and forth during the game with Richard Johnson, and then, like mm. – <laughs> there was like two drives in a row where we're like, "Yo, Billy's Billy's finally getting in a groove. He's getting in his bag." Right, right. And then there's like a then there's like a, a bad play call, and then just like a, a sh- another one, and then a punt, and then it's like it's over. And then, right. then then the next drive is bad, and you're just like, "Okay, well, what happened?"
1: Yeah, that that feel for the game, like he just randomly goes away. Sometimes it feels like he has a game plan. And he's just going to stick to that game plan, even with the pace. We haven't talked about, and we about to get out of here, but
0: oh, I don't so want to yeah. keep going
1: back. The pace, bro, <laughs> it was testing my anxiety. Like, the pace of, like, yo, we're down. And it was taking forever. And we dealt with this last year, mm-hmm. how how fast plays are coming in with, with a sense of urgency when you're down points and the rules have changed. Mm-hmm. So that urgency, it definitely tested my anxiety, bro. It's just got to be a sense of urgency.
0: Yeah, the Gators down two two touchdowns uh, with about six minutes left. Get the ball back. Uh, they were acting like they were up by by fourteen points. They were slow, methodical. Uh, I think they they spent probably four minutes and thirty seconds. Uh, and they yeah. were only on the 30-yard line, right? So you, you've you got to have that sense of urgency. You've got to figure out a way to make these clock rules work in your favor. Uh, but the, just the, that pace was slow. Time management was slow. Uh, the middle eight didn't look great. I don't think that the Gators lost – Uh, In the middle eight, just because I don't think that they were scoring, but just the overall sense of urgency just about the program, especially for, again, going back to the very methodical approach and the way that they pay attention to detail. This is just a very glaring issue that, again, happened last season and and reared its ugly head again against Utah.
1: How about this, man? Let's start calling it the shovel pass, man. I keep seeing shuffle pass. Maybe that's a problem. Maybe we're calling it a shuffle pass in the huddle, but it's a shovel Mm -hmm. pass, folks.
0: So I, oh, so age beating,
1: you know what I'm saying? I just seen that a lot on the timeline this weekend. I'm like, what the hell is a shuffle, shuffle pass? pass? I missed that play.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. There,
2: uh um, what there are a lot of available tickets left uh for this yeah. game. So if you're in town, 20 bucks gets you in uh, you in the game.
0: Go 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 check it out. Go check it out. Uh go support the boys. You only get a few home games a year. Um so go check out go check out the boys. Good opportunity to uh, to bring your family out, get some good seats, uh, see what life is like. Maybe in the in the rich seats. Maybe you can't. Maybe you don't want to swing that kind of money for the Tennessee game, an LSU game, Florida State game. Uh, you can definitely swing that kind of dough for the McNeese State game. Uh, but uh, again, Gators do lose down 0-1 right now. Should be 1-1 this time next week. And we appreciate everybody watching. Uh, we'll do one final shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Nick, you have Song of the Week, so go think about it. No Sea Shanties this week. Um, uh, go visit our friends at Alumni Hall. If you're going up to Gainesville this weekend uh, or maybe next weekend, go visit them right on Archer Road or go visit them at alumnihall.com. Uh, anything that you want Florida Gators from polos to t shirts uh, to grilling accessories, tailgate accessories. Uh, Christmas ornaments, Christmas presents, whatever it might be, go check out Alumni Hall, the best place to get Florida Gator wear.
1: And real Nick. quick, hey, Tennessee yeah. week. We'll get, we'll get Nick song. One second. Tennessee week. Anybody got tailgates? Any vibrations going on? The city should be electric. We hanging out. We vlogging. And me the guys, the crew, Lion. We hanging out. We're in the city. Make sure y'all find us if y'all want to make this fire content. But we vlogging a little bit. so Yeah.
0: And, catch, uh, up,
1: catch up with your, with your favorite podcast.
0: Absolutely. We will let you guys know where we're going to be at. Again, follow us on social media. Uh, and then if you are still here, we appreciate all of you guys. Huge live stream today. Uh, I think we had over a 1,000 people uh, or so come in and out throughout the show today. Uh, but and also,
1: man, same energy Sunday this evening, anywhere between 5 and 7 p.m. We're going to crank that up, man. So uh, be on the lookout for that. It should be uh, an eventful show, I would say.
0: It. De- definitely don't envy being in your spot right now um but uh but again um before we before we head out do hit that like button hit the share button make sure you subscribe everything else we will be here each and every week around this time nick your song of the week brother
2: um yeah sad uh sad news this weekend with jimmy buffett passing away oh, uh, one of my favorite artists the legend um, here's,
1: his, here, here's 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 a uh, Jimmy Buffett story. So uh, in mm-hmm. my younger days, I was doing pest control on Palm Beach Island, right? So I'm at this property, uh, and and this guy comes out. It wasn't it wasn't Jimmy. It was somebody in his family. They this is before uh, what's his beer? I forget. Long Shark. L- I think. L- right. Uh, what's it? What's it called? I think it's called that. But dude comes out, giving me a big 24 land shark. Yeah. He gives me this big 24 case. They hadn't even hit the streets yet. And he's like, hey, man, this is Jimmy Buffett's beer. You know, take it home. Instead of a tip, it was around Christmas time. So they gave me a case of beer. So uh, rest in peace to Jimmy Buffett. I used to kill bugs on his property as a pest control <laughs> tech."
0: Yeah, now Jimmy Buffett. I know my mom's a huge fan of, uh, of Jimmy Buffett. Great music. Uh, really Created an entire, I think him and the Beach Boys kind of created that entire genre of, of beach uh, drinking music. And it is always five o'clock somewhere. Uh, we will always remember Jimmy Buffett because of that. Uh, but great music. Uh, really, you know, s- still still love Jimmy Buffett to this day. So very, very sad uh, to hear. Um, so so rest in peace to a legend. So I'm going to go with uh, <clears throat> plenty of songs
2: to go with. but I'm going to go with uh, son of a son of a sailor.
0: All right. All right. Well, we will see you at the same corner, same time next week. Go support the boys. Tickets are cheap. And while you're at it, go support our sponsors as well. We'll see you guys at the same corner, same time next week.